I am live here at Create in Palm Springs, California. Jimmy, have you been to Palm Springs? Not in a long time, my friend. Not you got to get here. You got to get here, Jimmy. I feel like Sinatra here. I'm telling you, you feel like the Rat Pack. You feel it. You feel it everywhere. The restaurants, you feel it. You don't feel as much at Margaritaville, but you feel it outside of Margaritaville. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the pictures that have come my way. Uh, allow me, Shashi, to take. Allow me to take a moment to introduce our audience formally, or at least more formally, to the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders and branded share their insights and bring technology innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. Uh, my name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the finance guy. And while Shatsy's already stepped on in, let me introduce him properly. Michael Shasberg, also known as the restaurant guy. And thanks for the introduction, Jimbo. And for all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. And together, we are the personalities behind Branded Hospitality Ventures. And we work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, capital, and, of course, avocados. That's right, Jimbo. We love avocado. I like it in my sushi. I like it in my salads. I like it everywhere. And Jimbo, we have an incredible show. Jimmy, I got to tell you, I miss you here. I miss you. Everyone's coming up to me. You know what I realized being here, Jimmy? Nobody really likes me. They all like you. Because everyone, when I say hello, they're like, where's Jimmy? No one says hi, Shatsy. They're just like, where's Jimmy? That's the first thing that comes out of their mind. And it's insulting, right? Because why don't they say, hey, Shatsy? Why do they say, where's Jimmy? It's funny. I didn't find that insulting. I was okay with that. Yeah, listen, we have an incredible guest. So let's kick it off with Francesco Bracchetti. 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 From the CEO of Avocaderia, an incredible restaurant in New York. Eh? Jimbo? Oh, my God. Yes, we just lost. We literally just lost all of our Italian listeners to that. No way. I think that sounds good. <laughs> Francesco, yes. that sound nice? Yeah, the third attempt was perfect. Third time was perfect. You're right. <laughs> third, time perfect. third time is the trial. Thanks so much for joining us. Before we dig in, we'd like to find out where our, how our guests came to their current positions. That is really important to us. Like, how did you get? to running a five, soon to be six unit, incredible restaurant in New York City. I'd like to call it one of the hottest emerging brands. Let's just talk about it. How did it all start? Let's go back. You're in Italy. You're a little boy. You're playing down at the seaside, the Amalfi Coast. Uh, you're a little boy. It's 1985. It's Italy. It's great. It's the summer. And now you're here. Tell us how you got here. So 87, I'm, I think I'm old enough. <laughs> Don't take too away. 1987. <laughs> so we, um, we had the idea, me and my co-founder Alessandro back in 2016. I was actually living in Mexico back then. And that's that where brings I the avocados. Yes, that yeah. brings the avocado. You don't factor. see a lot of avocados in Italy, do you? Am I wrong about that? Or... You are very right. You actually, don't. now in the last 10 years, they have a beautiful avocado plantation in Sicily. Mm -hmm. It became quite quite a trend, but back in 20, 2015, never had avocado in my life before I went to Mexico. Yeah, you don't, yeah, Jimmy, you, you've been to Italy a million times. Did you ever have avocado in Italy? Not one of the, not one of the things they, they promote. They're very <laughs> good with the cheese, the various meats. They're very good with that. Certainly lemons, fantastic with the lemons. But no, no, avocado, not so much. That's why it's so interesting to have two Italian guys do a concept with Mexico. Keep going. I apologize for interrupting. It was Jimmy's fault. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I was back in Mexico. Alessandro was living in Seattle, and he was actually the one that had the original idea because he was craving healthy food. And as we keep learning, people 
think that healthy food is boring, it's not fun, and they really struggle. On one side, you want to be healthy, you want to do things that are good for you, but when you go out and... Are Doritos healthy? Because I love Doritos. Mm -hmm. They're not that healthy? Five, five out of ten? And that's what that's really what we are trying to change uh, the perception and you don't if you eat healthy food, you don't have to be miserable. Then we thought what's the best healthy fat, the healthiest, the one that everyone likes? Avocado. I would so, agree. My wife puts avocado on or in everything. Everything. And everything. we to, like develop this menu with like salads, smoothies, avocado toast. And honestly, it's great on everything. Who came up with avocado toast? Because that person is a Do they get royalties <laughs> on every piece of avocado toast sold? No, it was some crazy Australian. So in, in the end, they never got <laughs> is that right? any money so back. Whoever came up with avocado toast gets nothing on that. They didn't trademark that. Jimmy, that's crazy, <laughs> right? <laughs> By the way, Shachi, we owe money now just because we said avocado toast. Oh, we owe money. We owe money to this Aussie. We owe Don't money now. Avocado toast again, Jimmy. We're oh, five times. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> we owe money. No, but Listen, actually, just, now the majority is salads. People love salads. They love avocado. We are yes. trying to put a lot of healthy fats, and really our mission is trying to make it as fun and craveable as possible because that's ultimately what we are trying to achieve here. I love it. Listen, I want to jump in, Francesco, and I have a question. Yeah, Jimmy hasn't uh, spoken in a while. Nervous when he doesn't speak. <laughs> I'm not in the room. I'm feeling nervous. I feel out of it. I can't see you guys. Now, listen, here's my question. It really is, can't is. Take it. Listen, I have, I'm a big fan of CNBC's Shark Tank. Oh, my and God. I, Mr. If Jimmy, if Jimmy doesn't say Mr. Wonderful every day, honestly, yeah. he loves Mr. I, Wonderful. I, I really I enjoy the show and I have fun with it. And people all the time are like, you and Chats, you've branded a team. You should do this. You should do this. It's a great way to judge talent and contests. And I'm trying to explain to them, don't believe everything you read. Don't believe everything. But it doesn't change the fact that you guys were on Shark Tank. You guys did get the attention of Mr. Mark Cuban and Ms. Barbara Corcoran. You did cut a deal on the show. I believe with them. Can you at least, you're the only company I know and have the privilege of having on the podcast that have had that Shark Tank experience. Can you share with it what it was like to be on the show and what kind of experience was it? And maybe what kind of attention did it bring to your, it was your company? Was that directed towards me? Because I was never on Shark Tank. That was directed toward my friend, Francesco Parache. <laughs> Just want to be clear, because I thought, yeah, I know you so long, and I figured you would have known if I was on Shark Tank. Okay. We'll bring you as a guest next time, no okay. worries. <laughs> it was totally crazy. We started our first location in 2017. We had a massive uh, press hunt on us, like articles everywhere. And actually, the Shark Tank team reached out to us to apply and be on the show. Do you think somebody we came went, to the restaurant, like who works at CNBC or Shark Tank or something? I think so, because it was the first weeks that we had a line off the door for two and a half hours to get yeah. an avocado toast. It was insane yeah. and we got uh, an email and you guys should really apply to this and after talking to them they send this outreach to very few business because sure. you, you can imagine they have 10,000 business applying every year like uh, yeah. just going through that it's crazy for them so we did all the selection we did all the phases we went to California to do the show and it's actually real like you get in and out is nothing is prepared there's no script you get inside you're bombarded by a million questions and they know everything about the business they have a lot of support from all the analysts here. Sure. So the, it's a crazy experience. And we were fortunate enough to get it in on the show. Brought us a lot of attention. And we keep seeing when we have reruns, the website just go up. Like now, do you get paid a royalty every time they run a rerun of Shark Tank? Do you get paid? 
that would be great. No, <laughs> you don't. You don't. Oh, listen, I gotta tell you, that's awesome, and but I gotta we, tell we, you, we get so much exposure that is better. Than I can't. I couldn't imagine being on CNBC. How great that must be for your brand, and it's worked because we'll get into it deeper. But you're opening up store number six pretty soon. But I think as a look, we're restaurant owners and operators in New York City. Jimmy and I both started as bartenders and dishwashers and busboys and all that. And and when we go around the whole country and the world, for that matter, when we say that we have restaurants in New York, people are like, oh my God, it's that's so, crazy. New York, you do that? <laughs> that's crazy. Very few concepts start in New York. You know what I mean? And you guys, you're two Italian guys. You go to Mexico. You fall in love with avocados. You're eating them. You're rubbing them in your face. You're sleeping with them. You're doing all things with avocados. You open up this place, Avocadoria. It's crushing it in New York City. As Sinatra said, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. So it's a whole idea that like, let's go to New York City. If if I could make it in New York City, then I know that I could take this concept anywhere. So what can you share? How is the New York City market treating? There's a lot of activity, a lot of things been going on. How's it going? I think it's going well for us. You're completely right. It's probably the toughest market in the country. There's no doubt about it. When we came in, we had to fight to get a space. It was a lot of competition, but there's also like upsides. It's very receptive to new ideas. And the concept we were bringing in was very original. We thought this is the perfect market for us. We want to go to Brooklyn. We want to test it with people that are receptive to these kind of ideas. And now after three, four years, if your PNL works in New York, it works everywhere. So it makes you run a very tight ship. Very tight, right. Which that it's a hard class, but it's the best class you can get. If you have a good PNL here, you can go in in the U.S. It makes be- a lot of sense, Jimmy. You know what I mean? Look, occupancy costs have got to be more here, right? Yeah. I think labor is considerably more here than other markets. Maybe not California with that latest law, but we'll talk about that another day, Jimbo. But certainly, if you can make it in New York, I think Sinatra was right, Jimmy. Yeah. It was probably paying 10% rent well, as well. <laughs> You guys are confirming Sinatra's thesis on New York. Are you going to argue with Sinatra, Jimmy? (laughs) Not me. No way. No how. Listen, (laughs) before we move on, what, or should I, Francesco, should I say, where is the next, what's next with the brand? Where are you headed? So a couple of interesting things. We are uh, opening two more locations next year. So that's our pipeline. We want to get at least to 10 units in the city. And the second big news, we are rebranding from Avocaderia to Avo, A-V-O, because we... Is that breaking news? Can we just go, can we yeah, can we that right now? That's breaking news. See that, Jimbo? CNBC gets nothing. We get it all. Breaking news, Avocadera <laughs> will be Avo. I think it's much easier for people to pronounce and to understand. Like, all our customers say, let's go to Avo. <laughs> I agree. I like it, man. Avo. So when does that happen? When is that rebrand? In the next couple of months, before the end of the year, you will see the new branding everywhere. I love it. I love it. I tell you, I like it a lot. Listen, I want to jump in, if I could. I want to jump into Talking Back. Shatz and I clearly enjoy talking to, bringing folks on, bringing industry experts on, industry leaders. I talk in my sleep, Jimmy. That's that's, that's why I'm told, but my wife also says she hits me in my sleep. Jimmy, you snore in your sleep. There's a difference. (laughs) She knows how to shut me up. But listen, we learned along the way that sometimes our guests have a question for us. So let's kick off Talking Back. Francesca, we're going to give you the opportunity to ask Shatz or myself a question or two. And as I like to say, nothing is off the table. Francesco, the microphone is yours, my friend. Okay, since we are talking about avocados, what is the strangest way you had avocados in your life? Jimmy. (laughs) It's a a tough one, huh? What is the strangest (laughs) way you've had an avocado? I I feel like I had avocado in a shake. I think I've had avocado in a shake. I feel like vanilla shake and avocado work. 
I gotta yeah, say that. Yeah, that's um, on the menu, so it definitely works. Yeah, it's it was the top side a couple of years. Jimmy, what do you, what's it, what's it, what's your avo? Yeah, I, I think all of my avocado experiences, for the most part, I think have been fairly rudimentary. Avocado in my eggs, avocado in my sushi, with my sushi, avocado on a burger. What about uh, a salad? Salads. Yeah. Literally in salad, but none of, the, none of that seems, let's say, strange to me. So I think I'd have to answer the question with avocado being used as something on my body, and particularly on my face. It's a family show, Jimmy. I don't know where you're going with the avocado on your body. <laughs> I'll, down I'll just say, yeah, I don't know. No, exactly I'll right. Just, we sold an avocado scrub for a couple of years. Cool. Yeah, avocado scrub. Avocado scrub. I was going to say that was that caught me off guard. I didn't realize how real the avocado in my avocado scrub was. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I got to tell you, just by you saying that, I was thinking like avocado goes with steak. Avocado goes with fish. Avocado goes, goes on your body. Thing. You could eat it. You could rub it on your body. You could, I'm going to name my next child. Avocado. Avocado. You. Avo. Avo Shatsi. Avo Shatsi. Listen, we got to run. This guy's got this guy's got uh, things to do and store, stores to open. But before we go, Jimbo, we got a couple more things to talk about. Uh, Jimmy, we did Spices Right at FS Tech, if you remember, and it was a big Good hit. Fun. I mean, every went crazy for it. So we thought we'd bring a little segment to create and do a little Spices Right here. Our little riff on The Price is Right. You guys ready to play? Sure. All right. So let's What's the just prize? let's. Uh, the pri- <laughs> I got to tell you. You know what the prize is? You get to have dinner with Jimmy in New York at Avo. That and let me tell you, that's <laughs> right there. That's prices right there. All right. So here's what we got here. Without going over, okay? You're going to tell me, right? Okay. Let's see how much you know of a, of a Taco Bell combo meal, okay? Without going over, can you tell me the closest price to the classic combo meal, Jimmy? You'll probably get this right because nobody likes the bell more than Jimbo. Make it run for the border. Run for the border, baby. It's a five-layer burrito, Jimmy. It's one crunchy taco, chips, and nacho cheese sauce, and a large fountain drink, okay, in New York City. What is your best guess in dollars and cents for the Taco Bell combo meal? Price is right. You go first. You can't go over. $7.99. Jimmy, what is your guess? Don't do the one dollar thing, Jimmy. Come on. <laughs> okay, I, I I think it's uh, I think it's under. I'm going seven bucks. Seven dollars. I gotta tell you, ding ding. The winner is Francesco. It is eight ninety nine. And oh. tell us, Bob. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Francesco, you win a new car. Oh wait, hey, great. I, I, and, I, I Jimmy. Oh. <laughs> How about we just buy him a five-layer burrito, one crunchy taco, chips, nacho cheese sauce, and a large fountain drink? So just give him a Taco Bell combo gift card. We'll get it. value at eight ninety-nine. I understand it. He's an easy guy. He said okay. He said okay. The combo. All right. I like it a lot. Listen, our crystal ball moment, Francesco. We ask you when you guys were all out together in Palm Springs at this create event two years from now, just two years from now, I'm going to put on your Kreskin or Miss Cleo hat, predict the future. How do you see restaurants and dining two years from now in relation to hospitality and tech? Yeah, that's a great question. Tech for us is staples. Every day we think about our tech stack, how we can improve it. We keep scouting products out of the market. And I think we actually use a couple of solutions that you guys invested in or you're oh, already on beautiful. top. Oh, beautiful. Great. I love and, it. Uh, it makes our life so much easier. And it's really the best way for us to bring the brand to customers and interact with them, understand consumer behavior. So 
we we are really attack forward. Uh, Alessandro was a CEO of a tech company before he started Avo. I was working in data analysis. So we, everything we do is based on data. And regarding the hospitality part of the business, that's something that we are very focus about we think it's going to be more and more relevant in the next years we see a lot of places switching to kiosk and find ways to reduce labor mm -hmm. that that's a direction we don't want to go that way we yep. think we still need the human interaction even if it's fast casual you don't have a lot of touch point with customers but the few touch points that we have we want to preserve them yep. we want to give them the best possible service especially how new york city is it's fast in and out and you, you need to build that connection we don't have a lot of patience do we in new york city <laughs> So it's, it's extremely important not to have this transactional idea of the restaurant. Otherwise, they, they will just ditch you for the next salad place. And we, I love we need it, to man. Build it. I love it. I love it. All right. That was a great crystal ball moment. We'll be back here. Jimmy will be here in two years, and we were going to check yes. on this. We are going to check on this. We're going to bring back this episode. All right. Real quick, Branded Quickfire. I'm going to ask you. It's the Branded Quickfire Palm Springs Rat Pack Edition. The Rat Pack Edition of the Branded Quickfire. I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. Don't think too long. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Favorite Jimmy Buffett song? <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Is that Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy? It, it's not, but I accept the answer. <laughs> yeah, I accept the answer also. I feel like we should I have given it. choices because everyone's not a Jimmy Buffett fan. But, I am but, not. Yeah, I have no not, idea who he is. You know, <laughs> Jimmy, what's your favorite Jimmy Buffett song? Oh, God. I think it's... Uh, you know where we are, Jimmy. I, that's why I assume the question was asked is they're probably pumping Jimmy Buffett music. Jimmy, on it's all they play here, Jimmy. It's 24-7 Jimmy Buffett. You want to attitude, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love it. Pirate looks at 40. I can keep going. Favorite California-based TV show. Is it Saved by the Bell, The O.C., Sons of Anarchy, 90210, or The Brady Bunch? I would have to go with the OC. I love the OC. That is my favorite show. Call me whatever you want, Jimmy. I don't care. I love that OC. Yeah. Okay. I was 14. I was in love with Misha Bayat. Oh, like biggest crush no, ever. Don't even get sure. me started about that. <laughs> Forget about it. Favorite California sports team? Probably the Lakers. Yeah, why not? Exactly. All right. True or false? California is the only U.S. state with a Pacific Ocean coastline. False. That is, that is right. It is false. While California has a significant Pacific Coast coastline, of course, Jimmy, uh, other states, including Jimmy, Oregon and Washington, also share a coastline. There you go. That's a who great knew? question, by the way. Who knew? I, I didn't know. Uh, who I knew? Know. Who knew? Fred, Fred uh, Tesco knew. That's who knew. <laughs> you know who knew? We knew. If you were to join Jimmy or I to a surfing competition, Ooh. nobody likes surfing more than Jimmy. What do you have to do? What are the better <laughs> odds of beating in a surfing competition? Jimmy, put your bathing suit on and let's yes. see. I think I could probably beat both because in Mexico I was surfing for six years, so it's. Oh, that's not fair. And it's Jimmy and I, fair. we can boogie board like crazy. Jimmy and I boogie board. <laughs> yes. Jimmy and I boogie board. Listen, but you that, probably beat me at boogie boarding. So that's oh, is fair that? Enough. Listen, I got to tell you, I know you got a lot going on here at this show. Create is rocking and rolling. Palm Spring is rocking and rolling. Thank you so much for being a guest. And we look forward to to, to having dinner with Jimmy. And maybe I'll join too. At At Avo. Yeah, we're at one. Avo. There's stores right around the corner, Jimmy. So it's really convenient. This was awesome. Oh, Thanks so much. Avo. Thank you so much Thank for having me. It was fun. Everybody, I've got to talk to you about something really important. It's about point of sale systems. Touch Bistro is an all-in-one point of sale restaurant management system. That is point of sale. That's POS, everybody. Touch Bistro is an all-in-one point of sale restaurant management system that makes running your restaurant easier, better, simpler, 
If it's better, it's simpler, it's easier, you're making more money, you're having a good time. Touch Bistro is providing the most essential front of house, back of house, and guest engagement solutions. All, listen to this everybody, all on one super duper powerful platform. Touch Bistro helps restaurateurs streamline and simplify their operations. It's allowing them to spend less time, allowing not them, you, allowing you the restaurant operator, spend less time manually connecting the dots and more time connecting with guests and growing your business and selling more food and making everybody happy so they come back more and more and more. Hey, you know what Touch Bistro is? It's built for the unique needs of the restaurant industry. Touch Bistro, it's fast, it's reliable, and it's easy to use, and it has all the features that every restaurant operator needs to increase sales, deliver the best guest experience, that you can find and it'll save you both time and money time and money so listen visit touchbistro.com that's touchbistro.com and find out some more information by the way if you want you can email me at podcast at branded strategic that's podcast at branded strategic.com just put in shatsy touch bistro i'll connect you to touch bistro myself i will personally walk you to invite you to meet the ceo and he will get you set up on touch bistro that's the kind of service they are they are touch 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 high touch that's why it's touch bistro thanks everybody we are really lucky because i gotta tell you we have so many great guests here there's so many great people here but we've got one of our one of our old friends here and I say only old in time and not age in terms of length of, of how long we've known him. So we're really lucky to have Mehdi Zahru, the CEO of Crazy Peter Restaurant Group. And I got to tell you, it is a this guy's a lifer. Jimbo, this guy's been in the restaurant business in the trenches for a long time. So listen, before we <laughs> dig into it, we like to find out how do our guests come to their current positions, right? So take us back. Let's go back 17 years ago. Jimmy, I don't know. What year is that? 17 years ago, Jimmy, you're that finance guy. What is that? 2006. 2006. It's August 2006. And you're saying to yourself, I have an idea. I have an idea. Crazy Peter. I'm thinking crazy Peter. Take us from there. Where does it go? First, I want to say thank you, Chelsea and Jimmy, for having me on your show. Wait, don't thank us yet. Wait until the end, and then you'll decide if you want to thank us or not. You may, well, you that's may, why I want to say thank, thank you now, you may because be like, later it might change. You're okay. right. I, I yes. hear your podcasts all the time, and I kindly ask Chachi to make them 45 minutes because that's how much time I spend on the trade. Anyway, here we are 17 years later, and it's crazy, right? The time goes by so fast, and you realize how much fun you had for 17 years. 2006, August 16. That's when I opened Crazy Peter. It started with me and a friend of mine. I was driving in Los Angeles. And uh, with my background experience, I'm an ex Four Season Hotel. I used to travel around and open hotels. And one of my last venture was in the Middle East. So when I came back to LA, I was planning to, every day my day off, I want a good, tasty, good looking pita. And I couldn't find it. I'm always find the traditional pita, most Mediterraneans 20 years ago, more of like just businesses making living. Mm -hmm. But I want something good and tasty and flavor, flavorful. So I told my friend Chris, I know, I said, I'm going to quit my job and go open me a pita joint. 
He said, you're so crazy, man. <laughs> I would have to agree. We're working at the Four Seasons. Yeah. Right? I could agree with him. And, and we both looked at each other, and we both said at the same time, and let's call it Crazy Peter. Gave my That's two weeks' awesome. notice to my boss the next day. Three weeks later, I found myself moved to Las Vegas, found a beautiful space and opened the restaurant, got the equipment in. Everything was happening so fast. I think it was the fastest opening I ever had in my life. Three months and next thing you're wow. cooking. That is three months. Um, that is pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> designed the menu, did it all and made some hummus, made some good pita bread, made some, designed some sandwiches, some plates, got the rotisserie chicken, called my mother and my grandmother. Get said, the recipes. Hey, the recipes and uh, we started cooking and the next thing the next day people the same people we served on monday came back the next day I love and we're it. like it's a winner people came back and next thing 17 years later here we are with three restaurants franchising we're about to open our first franchise next month in wow. uh, houston yes we have some big events coming up but Matty, listen now that we look back 17 years let's take a moment and look to the future Crazy Pita is transitioning from a lifestyle business to a legacy brand through franchising, which is what Shas was trying to stop you from front running my question. But you'll soon be opening your first location in Sugarland, Texas. Can you share a little bit more about your path to franchising and just how big number wise are you estimating? Get ready. Sometimes we ask you to predict the future two years. Since we did 17 back, let's go 17 forward. Any idea where you want to be 17 years from now? I wish if I had a crystal ball, but I can share my dream and my passion and how far I see my company growing. You got to dream big. You got to dream big. But when I started the, 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 the crazy PETA, it was somewhat, it was a good living. It was great. You open your first location, then you open your second, uh, then you go on your third. And then so many, it was very challenging and more business, how hard it is it gets. One day we have economy hits and next day we have an, uh, the virus supply chain issues so, it so, is many that, issues. so many but, issues but the good thing we're, 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 we're leaders in this business we do this on a daily basis tomorrow we'll have another issues and we will overcome it and we'll move on to the next um, it was great and just recently I decided after you look at the future of the company and you want to see how big you want to grow and how far you want to take it so we're looking at franchising. We were lucky. We signed 10 unit deal in Houston. 10 units in Houston? 10 units in Houston. Congrats. First one in awesome. Chicago. Yes. Now we're looking at assembling many teams. We will announce them soon after the opening of the store. We have some amazing people who will be joining the company. I think a couple of them. Will Jimmy be joining the company? Tell us. We want breaking news. Will Jimmy be joining? <laughs> Jimmy is already at the company. Jimmy ah, is here. Good answer. Jimmy Jimbo's already part of the family. <laughs> it's crazy. Will you rename it Crazy Jimmy? The nickname is Crazy Jimmy. How is that? <laughs> D DBA, G Crazy Jimmy. Listen, you have definitely been not just, you're not just a fast adapter to hospitality tech. You've also found a sweet spot between running an effective operation in your stores by combining tech. And I think just like our last guest said, traditional hospitality, because you can have a lot of tech in the front of the house and the back of the house, but in the day, it's got to be great food. And it's got a great hospitality. Any tips you can share for our listeners about how you balance that? How you balance that tech with great hospitality? You have to adapt. You have to change. You got to constantly look at the future. And now we have to look 
be prepared that something else is going to happen. Just remember, right after COVID, we pivoted and all of a sudden, thank God I work with a great POS company that just landed me with an online order right away. Within a month, mm-hmm. we have an online order. Then the third parties came in. Then the technology, not only in just third-party deliveries, but also in the back of house and front of house. I'm one of the first restaurants that have virtual cashiers. You have a labor issue, so you look for ways to have a consistent... So you need somebody to take the order. Sure. Right? We're not a big, rich company where you can have thousands of technology and kiosks. Those things are not cheap, right? No. To put them in there, and then you have IT. And then, so we decided to put a virtual cashier. They go through Zoom all day. And believe it, they cover for me over 6,000 shifts a year. That's about 30% of my front-of-house scheduling. That's a that big savings have. of labor. It, it's not only the saving, it's just the consistency that right. you have somebody there. It was challenging in the beginning. I was one of the person leading. I was taking the punches from left and right. Uh, but now it's becoming so normal that, over, that even the... The older generation that were offended and they didn't want to do it in the beginning, now they're becoming friends and they get to know each other and they tell stories and some of them, they bring their families to, to check out the technology and the person behind the Zoom. It's amazing to see. Uh, also from the, 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 the back of house, we're looking at many systems that you put in place that can help you. We basically, I adapted and created an ecosystem that is unique to Crazy Peter. Crazy Jim. Uh, <laughs> I thought we renamed yeah. it. Didn't we just rebrand this <laughs> thing? Oh, man, Matty. And, and most of you guys are behind these companies that I deal with, and they've been very successful. And we tested them throughout the year. And this is when I talk, when you talk about a legacy brand, Jimmy, earlier, and this is what we're creating to give to our franchisees the option and the that they can implement it. So mm-hmm. they can forget about the days when we want to spend 100 uh, hours a day as a manager or as a franchisee or restaurant owner. No, we want to, I simplified it enough where an owner or a franchisee can spend their 35, 40 hours a week and spend time with their families and go their weekends, go there, take many R&Rs. And that's what we've established at Crazy Peter. It's not only, it's a work-life balance that we're, we're giving away. I like it. I like that a lot. I'm going to jump in here because I want to do the talking back. But before we do, Mehdi, I, I will compliment you. Your thirst and your the way how forward you lean into tech that benefits operators. You remind me of a much younger, smarter, and better looking Shatberg. But that's just between you and me. Thank you, Jimmy. Really, the well, way you're nice leaning into it, it reminds me of, again, Chatsy back, anyway, back in the day. Better you, looking, sir, really, younger Chatsy. Yes, yes, better looking, younger, smarter shots, yes. But listen, I'm talking back. We started the podcast because clearly we enjoy bringing guests on, industry leaders on, and chatting with them and asking questions. We learned along the way that sometimes our guests have a question or two for us. So let's kick off talking back. Many, the microphone will be yours. Nothing's off the table. What do you got for us, my friend? Okay, this is for you, Jimmy. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Let's, I'm going to ask three questions. Three? three. Oh, maybe I'm just ready. two. One for you, one, one for you. All right, I'm ready. Tell me the top three things in your bucket list. Oh, hmm. that's a really, really, I, to, I love that. Jesus, deep. We got to go deep. I'll admit to you that I have changed my bucket list quite a bit over the years. And that's because I spent a lot of time as a single man and thinking I was going to stay that way. And then I became a married man with a beautiful young daughter. 
and I've changed. So I, I'm not sure these count as bucket lists, but I'll tell you some very important things that I think about. One, I want to bring my daughter with my wife to the Amalfi Coast. My wife and I spent a number of visits to the Amalfi, and I want to experience that with her. And maybe my bucket list will be do it when she's young, do it when she's a teenager, and maybe do it when she's a, a young adult or a, an adult. I'd love to see that experience. Two is I want to walk my daughter down the aisle. If that ever happens for her, I would like to, I'm an older dad and she's a younger girl. I would like to walk her down uh, the aisle, be on my bucket list. And then finally, I enjoy hosting leap year parties. I'm a leap year baby. There's a factoid that you'll never forget. And maybe my list, our listeners will not either. And I want to keep hosting um, leap year parties and get to the point where I'm hosting my 21st birthday. Yes, my 21st birthday party. What was your bar mitzvah, Jimmy? My bar mitzvah was at 52. I I hope my bar mitzvah redo party. That was in 2019? That was in 2000. That was 2020. And I would like to have a 21st birthday party and have a whole lot of friends and family that I get to host for my 21st birthday. Nice. Now, I have a follow-up question. For your dream to walk your daughter uh, down the aisle on her wedding day. Will you tell us now and promise us, will you have crazy Peter Hamas on the wedding day? You know what? I will commit right now. Crazy Peter will be part of the wedding reception. You got it. Okay. That is a big, he has not spoken to Barbara about this. And that could be the problem with that. Jimmy can promise that. Like, he doesn't promise. Jimmy's not a big promise guy. I don't promise her. But I commit. Okay, Crazy Peter will be. Crazy Peter will be at the reception. You promise Peter? And I may not be at the reception. I may not be at the wedding now. But Crazy Peter will be at my daughter's wedding. In your wedding, in the wedding day. Yes, on the wedding day. Then that's what's happening. That's happening. I have a fight for Chatsy now. Okay. Yes. Okay. This is a serious one. Yes. What do you regret most in life? What do I tell us a thing that you mostly regret in your life? Eddie's going deep undercover. Eddie's going. Oh, wow. I gotta be. I really, I mean, I will say that I would say one regret, I, and I don't have a lot of regrets. I really don't. But I would say I, I got a job. I got a job before I got into, or I was uh, like, before I got into hospitality, I got a job as an agent at United Talent Agent, as we're at UTA. And I got an apartment to move out there and someone told me, don't do it. It's going to be terrible, blah, blah, blah. And I regret that I didn't go and try it and do that. I, that's my one regret. I got a job at United Talent Agency as an agent, as a work in the mailroom. And that was my one, I, and I didn't do it because somebody told me that you would hate that. Blah, 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 and I regret that I didn't try it. I should have just, I shouldn't have listened to it. That was my one regret. I should have just tried it. And if I hated it, I could have come back home. But I, that was my one regret. Excellent question, Eddie. Excellent that question. That was, yep, that was it. All right, let me see. Let me jump. Jimmy got like nine questions, but that's fine. Jimmy has great questions, great answers. But I got to tell you, let's jump right into the spices, right? We're going to go. We had a great time at FS Tech with the spices, right? So we bring it in to FS Tech to, to create, to create spices, right? Maddie, are you ready for this? Now, sure. prices rules are in effect. Jimmy, prices right rules, you, you cannot go over on your guess of the price of the item. 
The item that we will be looking at today, uh, bring it out for us. Uh, you'll see it right here in front of you. It is a Jimmy John's combo meal. Jimmy John's combo meal. Our delightful Cindy is over here showing us. Look at that. Beautiful. Jimmy includes an eight-inch sandwich, a bag of chips, a soft drink in New York City. What is your best guess in dollars and cents of the Jimmy John's combo meal in dollars and cents in New York City? Again, it is a delicious eight-inch sandwich, a bag of chips, and a soft drink in New York City. What does that go for? 14 bucks. $14. Jimbo, would you care? I don't. You, you think I'd crush this one. I just think Medi's high. I think he's too high. So I'm, I think he's over. So I don't even want to be too close to him. I'm going to go $10.25. I got to be honest. Eh, eh, eh. What? What is that? Oh, we do have somebody did go over. You're right, Jimbo. Somebody did. Medi did go over. Not by much, Medi. Not by much. Jimmy, you are the winner of the Spice is Right. Yes. Thirteen twenty-five would be the correct cost on that. Bob, Jimmy, you win an all-expense-paid <laughs> trip to Hawaii with Medi. Yo, wow. everyone's super. Medi was much closer, though. I show respect in the game yeah, of handling yeah, the horseshoes. Taxes included, I think, Jimmy. I think he was thinking yeah. taxes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, Jimbo. It's ninety-nine cents. Yeah. fees, all those service fees included. Jimmy, do we have time for the crystal ball? Should we go into the quick fire? What do you think? Let's, I tell you what. Let's go right to the quick fire. Let's play it out. Let's go to. All quick right, fire. let's go right to the quick fire. All right, many branded quick fire Palm Springs edition. We're calling it the Palm Springs Rat Pack edition here in beautiful Southern California. What is your favorite Jimmy Buffett song? Um, Wasting away <laughs> in Margaritaville. Cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Julie needed to list a couple songs. I don't know if everybody uh, knows the names of Jimmy Buffett songs. I think they know that they like a Jimmy Buffett song. I just don't think they know the name of Jimmy Buffett song. Favorite California-based TV show? Was it Saved by the Bell, The O.C., Sons of Anarchy, 90210, or The Brady Bunch? Sons of Anarchy. Favorite California sports team? Dodgers. True or false? California is the only U.S. state with a Pacific coastline. No. That is false. What are the other two states? Do you know the other two states that are on the Pacific? Uh, Oregon. Yes. And uh, Washington. I got it. Jimmy, our, our guests are really incredibly smart. Am I right? At, ge at geometry, absolutely. Geography, absolutely. Geography. Yeah, they, they, they crack. We don't know if there's more about geometry, but we know about geography. geography. Yeah, no, <laughs> geometry, ge it's all physics. It's you want to understand. Yeah, believe me, yeah. It's yeah. physics. Yeah, yeah. Medi was showing me the map of some river bringing the water to, like, Vegas. It was, like, the Colorado River or something. He was, like, showing me on the satellite view of it. Yeah, so he knows his rivers. He knows his oceans. All right, if you were to challenge Jimmy or I, okay, to a surfing competition, out here in California, who'd you have better odds of beating? Me and Jimmy surfing together? Well, it'd be you, me, and Jimmy all surfing, and it's a competition. So you versus Jimmy, you versus me. Who do you have better chance of beating? Jimmy, we gotta take him on. Oh, so you're gonna be gonna <laughs> beat Jimmy and I would be. So now, yeah, yeah, yeah. so Medi and Jimmy are challenged. Yes. Okay, I see yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on here. So Medi and yeah. Jimmy have now decided yeah. to team up against Shatsy. All right. So that it's wasn't part of that same feed. Because you know what? Theme. 
you and Maddie have a special relationship. We yes. know there's certain people in Jimmy's life. I know that Jimmy has these bromances with, and I don't give through the list, but he's got like a list of them. Maddie's one of them. All right, listen, Maddie, this was great. It was great having dinner with you last night, by the way. It was a fun place, I right? Thank you again. It was a great night. That was a lot of fun. Night. Jimmy, we went amazing. to an, a steakhouse called Mr. Lyons. It was like 1945 Rat Pack kind of place with a speakeasy and nice. like COVID and we had a great crew. We had a great Why time. I give them a good credit. I like how they adapted to change. It's 1945, but it's all modern. Yeah. I love the design. I yeah. love the food. It was, it was amazing. Thank you. It again. was really cool. We had a great time. Jimmy, we missed you over there. But anyway, Matty, thanks so much and congrats on the success. I can't wait to see these stores opening up in Houston and in the Texas area. I just got to tell you the plan. Um, we're going to take Crazy Pita and we're going global. That. And, that, and that's why they're going to be at my daughter's wedding. That's why. And Barbara, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matty, thanks so much. I'll see you later today, Thank my friend. You. Thanks so much. Thank you, Matty. Thanks, Matty. I got to tell you, Jimbo, having a great time, Palm Springs. It's rocking here, Create. The weather is gorgeous. The music outside, yes, you would puke because all they do is play Jimmy Buffett. It's every Shashi, by the way, Shashi, I'm starting to do this to you. You were yeah. literally just doing lyrics, literally, from a Jimmy Buffett song. The weather is here. I wish you were beautiful. Like you were on your way to doing a Buffett song. That was awesome. I know you didn't mean it. But you were literally stumbling. It's, it's, it's what happened here, man. It's, it's it all it is. Right? Yeah, you're and I feeling it. You're feeling it. Yeah, we're so excited. Maddie's open. I just signed a 10-unit deal. Awesome for Crazy Peter, soon to be named Crazy Jimmy. I'm so excited that he brought you on as an advisor and changing the name to your. Yes. We wanted Mr. Jimmy's. It's Crazy Jimmy's now. I love, it. I love it. it. Listen, we've got a great guest here. We've got Daniela Senor, CEO of Colada Shop. Jimmy, I got to tell you, this is going to be amazing. But before we dig in to a little bit about the Colada Shop, because it's a really great story, Jimmy, we'd like to find out how our guest came to be. And I know we met yesterday, you told me a little bit, but I don't think our guests know because they weren't with us yesterday on top of the mountain. No, we weren't with you on the mountain. After culinary school, it's 2000 and whatever it is, and culinary school, and you've worked at La Bernadine and the Four Seasons and for Think Food Group and, and Fig and Olive, and, and you're doing all this stuff. And how did you start? Tell us that story you told me yesterday when you were 13 years old. Because I got to tell you, Jimmy... <laughs> Get a hanky ready because this is going to, it's a tearjerker. <laughs> it's a great one. Go. All right. Let's wow. hear about the colada. Yeah, let's do it. So at 13, I was like, Mom, I need $200. And she looks at me like, Oh, God. I'm like, I promise I'll pay you back. I, I went to Oriental Trading, got these little boxes, little pedophore boxes, about 100 of them, and did a brochure and paint and little stickers like and paint. Do you remember what that was? Yeah. And I named it Bake Specially for You did a hundred boxes of little pedophores, rolled up my brochure and went at it. Like really hitting the streets. Everyone that I knew went to my mom's like place of work, gave it to everyone there. Like literally everyone that I could think of and just give them a little box I did. And the next day, phone start ringing. Fast forward a year, I had six employees. 15 years old, six employees. It's more than we have. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was waking up at 4 a.m. before school, baking after. It was wild. I really, I think that entrepreneurial blood, it was something I was just born with. And I, I kept going at it until I went to culinary school at the Fast age Fast forward, CIA, right? You want to talk about, yes, you want to talk about entrepreneurial spirit. That at 13, you knew. You went to friends and family, literally your mom, you borrowed the money, and you executed, and you've never looked back. That is great. Listen, I know we love breaking news on the podcast, and while this may not be entirely breaking news, I guess I'd like to say we got some hot-off-the-presses news, which is being featured right here, right now, at Create. The Colada Shop was just named one of Nation's Restaurant News' hot concepts. So out of hundreds of startup restaurant brands that have the momentum to scale into massive success stories, you are one of five to make the list. So congratulations. And yeah, that is unbelievable. I, I am so honored. Because it's because so the, the name is just makes you smile. We talked about it, man. Colada, man. You yeah. hear? You think Colada, Pina Colada, man. Yeah, the name actually Colada. comes from a Cuban coffee named Colada meant to be shared, but it was by design also Pina Coladas. We do coffee, we do cocktails, we do cooking, and we do Cubanism. It's just what you spoke about. Yeah. You like the, the little swing when you come into our spaces, super bright. We want to take you give on Jimmy vacation. A little. He doesn't know because we had a little you know, personal. We want to take you on Colada vacation shop. a tell little him, bit. Yeah, Even if Jimmy it's for it. 10 minutes a day, you come in and we yes. want to day whatever that means to slow down for a minute take it in embrace the hospitality enjoy the food the flavors the bright colors and just relax even if it's five minutes little taste of cuba jimmy yeah how many stories we have five and five stores now. two under construction two under construction yeah we're i'm repeating everything it. she says yeah. jimmy can't hear <laughs> we're going at it and hopefully a lot more down the pipeline a lot more on the pipeline jimmy <laughs> I like this a lot. I, I'm, I'm envisioning that there was a movie with Tom Cruise when he was a hit fan, and I'm forgetting. Oh shoot, anyway, I'm forgetting the other actor. I, it'll come back to me. What are you thinking about? But no, I'm thinking about. But he had this really beautiful card, a postcard, and he kept that on his visor. And if he ever needed a moment to take a mini vacation, he would stare and gaze at the postcard. And you just reminded me of this kind of come into our store, feel the vibe, feel the energy, see the colors, taste our the, the colada, and you're going to be transported away for however many minutes you have. I think that's beautiful. Thank you. Sometimes we just got three minutes. Let's make the most of yep. it. Right? So, so what's next? What, what's next? For, I mean, we have a roadmap to expansion. What next city? Where are we going? Tell us. We're currently looking for our next market. So that's something that we're analyzing right now, but mm -hmm. definitely looking for a market that can hold at least four stores. That's on the pipeline, 2024. If you had your pick right now, where what market would you go to? If you could just pick any city in the country, where would it be to open a couple of Colada shops? New York is always amazing. Yeah, it's a I love tough, it. It's a tough market. Yeah. But it's also a market with a lot of great people. Yep, yep. Atlanta is really great yep. as well. Agreed. Philly's actually a little understated and pretty close to us. We're looking a little bit all, all over. Yeah, because right you're in D.C., right? Yeah. So, like, you can decide to go north or you can go south. Yeah. But we're going to the East Coast, though. Yeah, right now, East Coast want to make sure that our team is not spread too thin, something that's very important. Ah, yes, Jimmy, I see. So it was collateral with collateral Jamie Foxx. Fox, yes. By the way, I was going to say, I think, Daniela, what would be great about New York City is if you want a, if you want a density, uh, millions of people that need, truly need a little mini break from whatever it is they're doing, I'm not sure you could find a more target-rich audience than here in New York City. So yeah, just saying, 
we're, we're a group that could use these mini breaks. Listen, we started this podcast because clearly Shatz and I enjoy bringing on guests and industry leaders and owners and operators and just uh, chatting away. But we learned they said there's a question or two for us. So let's kick off talking back. When you asked us a question, as I like to say, nothing's off the table. And Daniela, the microphone is yours. Why am I on this podcast? That's your that's question. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I agree to do this? You want the Jimmy yes. around? You can mm. ask two questions, one question, whatever you want. You don't have to ask a question at all. Okay, let's let's use this as research. So, yeah. what's the hottest market right now? Where do you think Colada Shop would do well? Oh, I got to. First of all, to your point earlier, yes, New York is a difficult market to to just go to. I would say if you're coming from D.C., I always look at markets like stay in your home turf, so to speak, and go around. If you're in D.C., then are you in going down south? I I would think that south might be good but i feel like maryland but, but i think atlanta is always a really great market i think there's a lot they they're they're very accepted to a lot of great culinary they got great it's a great market down there and i think a lot of really great concepts do well in that area and expanding from there so i, I would think atlanta would be great awesome Thanks. now jimmy what, what do you think jimmy look i think what the thought that came to mind right now was one of the states that seems to be having a huge influx of both from uh, population growth as business growth. They seem to have their S together right now in welcoming businesses. And that's our friends in, you know, over in Texas. And specifically, you can think about Houston or San Antonio, certainly Austin and Dallas. I mean, they're growing immensely. We're spending mm. a lot of time with the TRA, the Texas Restaurant Association. I recognize that is not as geographically, let's say, precise as what Shatsy was recommending. And I therefore will say, shockingly, I like Shatsy's answer more than me. But Texas is awesome, but like you said, yeah, it's sometimes awesome. it's yeah. challenging when you go from like yes. you want to stay yes. in your market a little bit because operationally, supply chain yes. issue, training yeah. and stuff like that. It's just that's why Philly seems like Philly also, like, could so be really close. great, you know, so close. Like yeah, Baltimore, yeah, like those kind of. And I, and I haven't, I don't know the market in Baltimore at all. Philly, yeah. I do know it's a great market, a lot of great restaurants there, it's, great it's food. Funny. It's funny to me. I was asking you to suggest specifically Philly. Yeah. There are some NFL fans that really might need to take a little mini break and just chill out a little bit. There is a dig. There is a dig. Philly, you got to chill out. Very angry, Philly. Very angry. And I think they probably have a colada, have a colada break. Yeah, it's enough with the cheese things already, right? Yeah, they seem a little angry. I agree with you about that. Uh, let's just jump right into the price, to the spices, right? Okay. So we, we were at FS Tech and we did a little, uh, we had a game, the spices, right? And, and we played it with a whole bunch of people. And I'm going to play it with you and Jimmy right now, okay? You can't go over. It's price, right, rules, and effects. So I'm going to ask you, okay, to guess the price, okay, of a uh, something from Olive Garden, okay? Oh so I'm going to ask you to price out something. You can't go over it, okay? So at Olive Garden, okay, they have a combo meal. It includes a pasta dish, a soup or salad, and breadsticks. In New York City, in New York City, what is the price of the Olive Garden combo meal? That's a pasta dish, any pasta, soup or salad, and breadsticks. What's the best guess in dollars and cents? The combo meal at Olive Garden in New York City. Jimmy's favorite because right now it's unlimited pasta bowls in Olive Garden. But this is not part of that promotion. Mm -hmm. But there is an all-you-can-eat pasta bowl special now at Olive Garden. Hmm. Can't go over. Can't go over I'm going to say $17.25. $17.25. Jimmy, that's a price that sounds to me like Danielle knows what she's talking about. What are you going to guess, Jimbo? 
I think she's light. I think she's light. I'm going to go above going 1935. 19. Somebody has gone over, Jimmy. Someone has gone over. That was the buzzer. But someone is incredibly close, and they win both showcase showdowns because they're within a dollar. They're within a dollar. It is. It's 1729 is the answer. Four cents off. She wins both showcases. She's going to Hawaii. She's going to New York. She won a car. Congratulations, (laughs) Danielle. This is unbelievable. And you get uh, something else, something very special. You get when you come to New York City, Jimmy and I are taking you for dinner. Uh, We're taking you to Olive Garden. No, we're taking you somewhere. Our restaurants, okay? Jimmo, take us into the crystal ball, Mom, would you? Yes, Danielle. When we're back together two years from now, out at Create, out at Palm Springs. How do you think we're going to see I think it's, I think it's in Nashville. So Nash Vegas? Okay, Nash Vegas. Yeah, I think it's in Nash. I'm going to ask you to put on your Miss Clea or, or a Crescent hat. How do you see restaurants and dining just two years from now, Daniela, in terms of in relation to hospitality and technology? I think even though right now it's, I would say, a, a tough space, I do think that in two years we'll be out of it. I think that inflation would have been would be under control a little bit. And I think we're going to be definitely in in a growth trajectory. Technology will be taking a big part of that. I think a little bit more robots, unfortunately, not something I love, but I think that's something that we're going to start seeing a little bit more. Yeah. A little bit more, more, more more robots, like labor's not getting cheaper. And he always said, was it Jimmy, your toothpaste line that you always say? The, the toothpaste is out of the tube or something like that. You don't put, you know, it's not the toothpaste. You don't put the genie back in the bottle. Like yeah, you the genie's out of the once, we're not going backwards. Once yeah. automation is now coming into our industry, we're not going back. Yes. You're going to see more and more automation. Yeah. I don't know if it's two years, three years, four years, five years. I suspect each and every year we're going to continue to make more and more uh, inroads into automation and things like that. So I, I would yeah. agree with that. I think yeah. technology is a crucial part of the restaurant industry now. And I think in two years, that's going to have a rapid escalation. Needless to say, you don't have to sell Jimmy and I on that. We've got uh, quite a few investments in, <laughs> in this industry. And we think it's it's really an industry that has always been slow to embrace technology. But I think, like we talked about today a little bit, I think there's balance and we'll find balance. Uh, let's go right into the branded quickfire. The branded quickfire. I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. This is branded quickfire, Palm Springs, Rat Pack Edition. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Favorite Jimmy Buffett song? Oh, my Lord. I do not know. Sorry. Yeah, I feel like we need to we need to so we need to update this. Jimmy, can you help us out there? Yeah. Give me a Jimmy yep. Buffett song. What is five the o'clock song? Jimmy Buffett it's, song? It's five o'clock somewhere. It's oh five God, o'clock that, somewhere. That's the name of the pool. Yeah, well, that's that. why Margaritaville, yeah. Cheeseburger in Paradise. Those are he's got like five like really big hits. Is Margaritaville's biggest song or is it Cheeseburger in Paradise, Jimmy? I think Margaritaville's his biggest song, but I'm going to take offense to you saying he's got five hits. Buffett's got forty. 40 no, big hits. Like, like five songs that you just, it's like Cheeseburger in Paradise, Margarita. Go, get, Google it. Whatever, whatever, what is his top songs on like Spotify or something like that? I'm going to change the name. I got to let Julie. Julie, our producer, is going to be giving us a little information in about a half a second. Favorite California based TV show? Is it Saved by the Bell? See, I'm going to give you the answers yeah, on this. One. Is it The OC? Is it The Son of Anarchy? 90210 or The Brady Bunch? Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. Yeah, Yeah, Jimmy loves that, too. He still loves it. He even liked the other one they did, like the older version. Jimmy? Oh, yeah. I love them all. Just keep coming my way. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, Jimmy. You were right. That is his number one hit. Then Margaritaville. Then come Monday. I'm getting lit up. (laughs) Jimmy, can you sing come Monday? 
I, I could, but we'd lose listeners. I, my, as my daughter says, Daddy, she's in paradise. paradise. Well, anyway, favorite California sports team? Oh my God, you're, you're killing me. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, Julie, me. just because we're in California, doesn't mean anyone has any idea about California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You go with the Lakers. Danielle, go with the Lakers. I mean, Danielle's from Dominica. She's from the Dominican. Then she moved, <laughs> she, moved, she moved to D.C. She couldn't be more removed from California sports. Well, I, I will say my husband is from California. So what is his favorite team? That's, she watches the team with the purple and the yellow that bounces the ball. That purple, purple, yellow team. Sports. All right, bad question, I Jimmy. Know. What's your, Jimmy? You already said Lakers. What's your second favorite California team? You know what? Let's go with the let's go with the Rams for for S's and giggles. The All LA right. Rams. Yeah, the LA Rams. All right, I'm going to go with the geography question. This is going to be a good one. California is the true or false? California is the only state with a Pacific Ocean coastline. That is correct. So when we go geography, Danielle is right all over it. And yes, you are correct. Okay, last question, all right? Last question. If you were to challenge Jimmy or I, okay, to a surfing competition, did they surf in Dominica or no? They do. A little surfing there, okay. Danielle knows a little about surfing, Jimmy. Jimmy or I versus you, surfing, who do you beat? I don't know. I'm going to go with Jimmy. You beat Jimmy. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Jimmy can't surf. Jimmy doesn't even go in the ocean. Yeah. He doesn't even know it. Jimmy has. Jimmy, when was the last time you were in the ocean? I, I, I like the ocean. It's the sand. It's, I don't like the sand of the beach. Can you get rid of the sand? If you get rid of the sand, sand, I think it's a saltwater pool. Yeah, it's, it seems like the sand gets in the way. It's a little messy. A little windy, messy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right, listen, yes, Jimbo, we got any, you got anything else for for Danielle? We got a couple minutes if you want to ask a question, anything you want, anything you want. Talking back Jimmy style. Talking back Jimmy style. I guess the, the question I would have is how did you, as, a, as an your DNA as an entrepreneur, how was it that, that um, Kalata became your baby? How did this come to be? You have an entrepreneurial spirit. You could have done a myriad of things, but you made this yours. And what was it that attracted you to this opportunity to create this opportunity? Absolutely. After I left Think Food Group, I was uh, doing beverage consulting across the U.S. So I was traveling a bunch, a lot to Miami. I will say this much, but all over the U.S. And I was ended up working in a lot of cafes and I felt myself like I was in a sea of beige. They all looked the same. They were all like a sea of beige. Yeah, they were all like, <laughs> I, don't like that. I just don't know. I would get coffee with an attitude when I was trying to get a good cup of coffee. It's just I don't need to be schooled on I just need caffeine and yeah, good man. coffee, but I with a smile, right? Like the yeah. hospitality. Yes. Piece. I would be there in my computer. I would be taking meetings. It's already let's say noon and I'm like, oh crap, now I need to move because I, I can drink more coffee right. or I've drank I, plenty. I don't want to eat a muffin. I don't want to eat a sconce. Like it just that didn't feel that. Jimmy I w- doesn't like muffins either. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy doesn't like muffins. I, I ultimately was inspired by two things. One, creating a space. Uh, and I would say this is pre-pandemic, pre so many people working at home, creating a space that was all day. We call it an all day affair that you could come in and go as you pleased. Mm-hmm. You didn't have kind of the pressure of someone like requesting an order and that social pressure, like, okay, order now, you have to go. Just an inviting space and a space where the menu would transition through the day that you could stay there and hang out. So you don't stop, like the kitchen isn't closed, it just keeps evolving. We have our entire menu. You can eat a Cubano sandwich at seven in the morning or you can eat a breakfast sandwich at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, Jimmy, a Cubano. Do you hear the way she said that, Jimmy? (laughs) 
Did you hear that? Yes. Yeah, she said that very well. I have to tell you that you're, I will say the following. I think, first of all, love what you're doing. Huge congrats on the success, on the recognition from NRN, Nation's Restaurant News. And I think your run has got to have a, look, a good long one. I, Shatz and I are heavy in the weeds in this industry, certainly tech and innovation, and now looking at emerging restaurant brands. And I have to say that diversity and diversity of menu, diversity of profiles, ownership interest, there's a lot to in this kind of, uh, in the world of diversity. And I think your concept checks a lot of boxes. And one of the things I love as an owner of restaurants, if you're gonna pay rent 24 seven, you wanna be open for as many hours and available meal time and snack time as possible. And your menu really transcends from breakfast to late night. You have a menu that that is, is user friendly and customer friendly. And the color scheme is just amazing. I'm a big fan and I really, can't wait to see what you do next. And who knows, maybe we'll find our own area of cooperation. Yeah, but Jimmy, when you hear colada yeah. shop, don't you immediately think pina colada and like just vacation? Just joy. I think yeah. of a song. I think of a song, pina colada, the pina colada song. I think of. Can I, you I, sing I, that song for us, Jimmy? You, <laughs> only sing, you, you sing the Dairy Queen song and the Brant Lake, uh, the Brant Lake National Anthem, the Brant <laughs> National Anthem, the Brant Lake uh, Alamo. Alamo. Yeah, but those are like requirement. If you want to be part of the Brant Lake team, the, the Brant Lake family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. you, yeah. you got to sing the song that comes up. He sings You know it by heart. Yeah, he said it was Alamo and the Dairy. I don't know, he knows the Dairy Queen song. What's the Dairy Queen song, Jimmy? Dairy Queen, we love you. When we eat there, it's to go. Your brazer burgers are delish. I like them better than a canish. And I, it could go on, but I'll stop there. You are the keeper of the belly. I have, I have you a question are an for you. Yes. Jimmy, Danielle's got a question for you. Can you when, write, a, can you write a, a jingle for her? For you, a lot of shop. Yeah, no, that's number one. But number two, when was the first time you learned this song? And since when have you known this song? Since I was eight years old. Yeah. Eight years old. Were you I have... Stop driving your parents crazy. And then they're like, okay, stop it with the song. <laughs> I think my parents have come to accept the, uh, our loyalty and our absolute adoration to, to the camp that is Brant Lake. Yes, we have. Yes, they, have. Yes. they, they got used to it. Actually, they're part of the team. Without a doubt. All right, Jimbo, uh, Danielle's got to go. She's got to speak at a panel here at uh, yes. Palm Springs, Margaritaville. Yeah. This has been great. It was great meeting yes. you yesterday on top of the mountain. Wasn't that awesome? That was amazing. I look forward to coming down to D.C. Jimmy and I are going to take that Excella down there and yes. check out this Colada shop. Yeah. And I'm really excited to uh, yes. that we got an opportunity to hang out with you. Yeah, I'm loving you. the Colada shop, man. It's we need to take a picture. Oh, picture. you'll take a you guys will do a picture. I'm going to I'm going to close this out, but not before I make sure everyone's aware that Danielle is going to the, the to a panel. That's called the winners panel. And Shatz, you've got some time off, so you take your time well, off. Go, good. I, no, Jimmy, yeah. I have a panel also. It's called the losers panel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Danielle, winners panel. I go to the winners panel. panel. You go to the you go to the other panel, the not winners panel. Yeah, yeah. You know, thanks so much, Danielle. This is awesome. And congratulations yes. for all the success. Yeah, this is awesome. It. Thank you, Shatzi. Listen to our listeners. We want to thank you so much for tuning in on this special edition of the Hospitality Hangout live from Palm Springs, Margaritaville, and the Create Nations Restaurant News Conference in Format. We appreciate you guys. We know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and the fact that our subscriber base just continues to soar is something we don't take for granted and we very much appreciate. If you want to get in touch with any of our guests today, please email the podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com, and we'd be happy to make the introduction for you. And finally, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast and you don't want to miss out on any of the exciting guests, 
guests we have coming up in the future, please subscribe. You can go to hospitalityhangout.com and you'll be part of the team, part of the show. So this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, signing off and passing it back to my boy Shatsy. We'll unmute you now and you'll close the out. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jimmy. We're missing you tremendously over here. But I wanted to say to all of our listeners, if you haven't already checked out the hospitality headline, go to hospitalityheadline.com, check it out. Real easy to subscribe every Saturday morning. We send out a newsletter. It comes about 6 o'clock in the morning. We have literally 25,000, 30,000 subscribers now. It is really a great read. You just need about a week and a half to read it. But given the length of it, it's not—it's really about the quality of this newsletter. But all sincerely, it comes out Saturday morning. Hospitalheadline.com. Check it out. This is Shatsy signing off. Cheers, everybody. Thanks, Shatsy. Cheers. Dutch Bistro is an all-in-one POS and restaurant management system. That's a all-in-one point-of-sale restaurant management system that makes running a restaurant easier, super easy, providing the most essential front-of-house and back-of-house and guest engagement solutions all on one powerful platform. Dutch Bistro helps restaurateurs streamline and simplify their operations, allowing them to spend less time manually connecting the dots and more time connecting with guests and growing their business. That's right, more time connecting with guests and growing their business. Built to meet the unique needs of the restaurant industry, Touch Bistro, it's fast, it's reliable, and it's easy to use. And it has all the features restaurateurs need to increase sales and deliver a great guest experience. And, and listen to this, it saves you both time. Visit touchbistro.com, that's touchbistro.com, and you will learn everything you need about one of the greatest point-to-sale systems ever to come to the market. I encourage everyone to go visit touchbistro.com, and uh, if you want to email us, just email us at podcast at brandonstrategic.com and we'll make a direct introduction to the folks at Touch B.